Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of the Seeking Truth podcast. How's everyone doing? It's been a crazy few couple of weeks. I know a lot of people's lives have been turned upside down and daily routines are thrown out the window and things that you normally want to do are not able to be done and yeah I think it's a very difficult time for a lot of people and so for everyone who's tuning in everyone who is sticking through this crazy time I just want to encourage you all you're all doing a great job keep pushing guys Um, I think community is one of the most important things that will get us through this time because you really can feel very isolated in moments like this where all you're doing is going to work or going home or going to the grocery store and feeling guilty. I know I feel guilty about wanting to see friends or have friends over because I don't want to get them sick. I don't want to risk myself getting sick. And so it feels like you can't see friends and you can't socialize and you can't have a community, which is really, really difficult and very, very different for a lot of us who are used to seeing people, you know, at work every day or um, on the weekends, catching up with friends or going to church or whatever it is. And so I know I'm not the only one out there who's struggling at the moment with lack of community and lack of connection. So really want to encourage you guys keep keep pushing through keep staying with it definitely reach out to friends i find facetiming or video calling is so much better than talking on the phone for me because there's something about seeing someone's face and talking to someone's face than on a phone call um, and zoom and catching up with groups over zoom and having a big chat is another really really great option um that's what a lot of people i know are doing in terms of having those small group gatherings once a week or once a fortnight it really helps you feel connected to people outside of yourself and outside of the people that you're living with so i definitely recommend if you are feeling the pinch of being lonely try and organize a catch-up with a group of people once a week and have it the same group of people or very similar group of people every week so that those are the people that you're really depending on and supporting in this time um because it's really only going to work guys if we're supporting each other like what what you pour out you get back you know so really yeah it's crazy times a lot of people's routines i know are thrown in the air at the moment and feeling lost with now having children at home full-time and trying to work full-time on top of that and I really, really have a lot of respect and want to give a lot of encouragement to parents who are finding themselves in that situation at the moment. You guys are doing an incredible job juggling two full-time roles and yeah, so keep going. I know that this is something that's probably going to be a longer term thing than a shorter term thing. So all we can do is get ourselves in a really good mental routine and and a rhythm that's supporting ourselves and is sustainable um, because a short-term fix is not going to be the answer for something like this. We need to develop a routine and a pattern that is sustainable in the long term that will get us through. So aside from all of that, I wanted to today talk about how sometimes in, in periods like this or in general in people's lives, you may be feeling like you are distant from God or that you can't hear God or can't hear his voice and can't feel his spirit and him nudging you on which way to go, what way to live. And that can be a really 
difficult thing to navigate and to manage especially in times like this when you're craving for that support and that love and that intimacy with with God and just feeling like for whatever reason that that is not attainable or that you can't sense him or hear him and so I really want to break that down today about what we can do if we're having that experience and how to overcome that experience and how to become more intimate with God again and develop that relationship with him again so the first thing if I'm going to share with you guys I've been going through a period I'd say of about 12 months now where prior to that I had very strong discernment in hearing God's voice in Holy Spirit talking to me and knowing exactly what I should or shouldn't be doing both like big picture and in the moment kind of discernment Um, but in the last 12 months that has really dwindled away and I find myself depending on what I know to be right and wrong or what I know to be true and what I know God would want me to live my life like rather than going to him and asking him about everything in the moment and getting his his voice or his judgment that way, um, which has been a very big learning curve and very difficult in sometimes, especially when you're uncertain about what to do and then you're not getting that feedback or that instruction or guidance, I guess, on what to do. So I, this podcast today will be coming from a place of I I'm there I'm with you I understand how it feels and it is very difficult and I want to just share with you guys some of the things that I have come to understand or to know about why this might be happening or how to overcome this and how to push through this so the first probably a biggest revelation is that if you can't hear God's voice go to his word, go to the Bible, because we know that his character doesn't change, that he is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and that what he has said in the Bible about what is right and what is wrong, that is still true, and that is how he wants us to live our lives. So if you're uncertain about what to be doing or how to live or what decision should I make, Going to the Bible, reading his word and seeing what it says about similar situations or reading Paul's letters to the churches and seeing how he's told them to live, uh, that is exactly the same methods and lessons that we should be applying to our life. So if you're in a situation where you feel like you're having to make a decision or having to make a choice or you're not sure whether something is right or wrong, simply going into his word, finding scripture that that talks about that kind of situation or talks about those character traits or whatever it is, you know, so if you're struggling with should I do this action or this action and it's about, you know, generosity and about giving away something to someone else and then you go and you read the scripture about generosity and you read about what God uh, what the, what's the message and what's the character of God saying about generosity um, and that will help you inform your decision about whether or not you should do that or how much you should give you know and allow him to speak to you through that um, or whether it's you know I've had a broken relationship with someone whether that's a partner whether that's a friend um, and I don't know whether or not I should be reaching out to try and reconcile that go to his scripture read what it says about forgiveness read what it says about love allow that to guide your actions and speak 
speak to you about what to do in this situation. Um, and I won't deny that each situation is unique and God, you know, would have a, a unique way that he wants you to manage that situation. But if you're struggling to hear his voice and what he wants you to do, going back to the scripture, reading what his character would like, um, reading who he is and what, what he says is right or wrong, that is going to help you discern whether or not to even do that in the first place and you can then allow holy spirit to guide you um to know how much or how little to give or how much or little to reach out and what's healthy and what's good for you that's that's keeping your heart safe and protecting you as well as showing love to the other person you know that's just an example but i i really found for myself that going to his word first if I'm struggling to hear from him off the bat going to his word reading his word and I'll probably get convicted about something when I'm reading his word to to tell me that what I'm doing is wrong or I'm reading his word and uh, something will pop up into my head and I know that as I'm reading this like that's relating to something that I'm going through in my life and I know that I can apply what I'm reading to that situation and so that's one of the ways that I've been able to still feel connected to God still feel like I'm obeying God and doing what God would want me to do in these situations it's it's incredible how you can go from hearing God so so clearly to to not hearing him or maybe you're someone who has never really had a clear voice from God or clear communication with God and it is very difficult I think for myself coming from a place where that was very clear and very stark and very discernible to now having I won't say distance but it's almost like I would describe it as he's like I've already told you what you need to do you already know how to live your life and so I'm stepping back because instead of me babying you in a way by by guiding you for every single micro decision, um, you know what you need to do. You know what's right and wrong. And so for every decision, instead of going to God and being like, what should I do? I'm actually then going into my bank of what I know is right or wrong or how would God want me to react in this situation and then using that to guide my actions, if that makes sense. So it's very interesting, though, seeing the difference in those two ways that God can communicate with you of having him talk to you about every single decision and be very, very accessible every moment of the day versus feeling more distant from him, knowing he's still there and he's not actually more distant, but he's communicating less with me. And because of that, depending more on what I know and having my foundation and truth guide my life, which I think is is perhaps a lesson that he's trying to teach me, um, which is that if you have your foundation in truth, you don't need to be depending upon God for every single decision you make because the decisions you start to make start to be on autopilot. You start to be able to discern for yourself I know what God would would want me to do in this situation because I have that foundation of truth and I know what is right and wrong and how he would act or how he would like me to act or what he says about this situation. And you don't need to be checking all the time. So you're no longer like the child who's like, mom, 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 do I need to do this? Do I need to do this? You're like, okay, mom's taught me what to do and I know that this is the right way to act. And so... I'm going to do it this way and I, I don't need to be checking with him all the time because I have that foundation. He's brought me up in the way that I need to be and I'm able to depend on that foundation. Um, 
but I won't deny that this way is very difficult because when it comes to those very unique situations where you really would like some guidance on what to do it's hard to not have that feedback from God about should I do this or should I not do this which is why yeah going into his word trying to find scripture about the situation you're going through has has probably been one of the most helpful ways for me um, to overcome that and to develop for myself that conviction when I'm reading something or that affirmation when I'm reading something about whether I'm doing the right or wrong thing. It says in Galatians 5.13, do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Serve each other humbly in love. And I kind of read that scripture and it feels like to me like you may be feeling more distant from God. You may have more freedom in your choice because he's allowing that freedom to you to decide for yourself what to do, what's right and wrong. Um, but don't use that freedom to indulge the flesh and make sure you're always still serving people in love and humbly in love. You're not becoming prideful. You're being loving towards others and respecting them and you're not indulging your flesh. You're not indulging your sinful desires in this freedom because it's probably easier when he is hovering more actively in your mind and you're having that closer connection with him that you will feel more judgment or condemnation, I guess, when you do something you know is wrong or you do something that's sinful. You're going to feel an instant condemnation versus in this way where he's not as actively communicating with you, he's still always present, but he's not actively speaking to you in the same way. It might be easier for you to brush under the carpet that condemnation or those feelings of guilt. Um, but he's saying, just because I've given you more freedom, don't abuse it. Don't use it to go off and be sinful and follow your fleshly desires. You know, almost like the child who's now become a teenager and able to drive around and go the places that they want to just because you have more freedom doesn't mean you should be doing things that you weren't allowed to do as a child just because you have more freedom doesn't mean that you should be disobeying me just because I'm not there with you all the time you still have to come home to me you still have to tell me what you've done or lie to me or pretend that you haven't done it and if you're pretending that you haven't done it or you're hiding it it's because you know it's wrong because you have that foundation of truth that he's built in you and you're not depending on that and you're not using that to help make your decisions and guide your decisions in the moment. I think some people may feel in these times that God has abandoned them, which is definitely not true at all. God is always with you. God does not abandon you. He is always there and he always wants to love you and if you're doing things in your life that you know are wrong, like I was saying before, that you, you know they're sinful and you know that you're, you feel guilty about them and you're trying to hide them, that can create distance between you and God because you're afraid to surrender in front of him. You're afraid to present yourself to him because you're afraid of hearing that he may tell you to stop doing those things or you're afraid of hearing that you've done something wrong and feeling that that guilt or that condemnation for those decisions but those are those are real risks uh that it's a real risk to feel condemned to feel guilty to feel like he's going to ask you to stop doing what you're doing but once you push through that initial period of time where you've come 
to God. It's like saying to someone, I'm so sorry, like, will you forgive me? And they're going to say yes, but there's going to be a little bit of period of time where it's still a little bit awkward between you. You're still feeling a bit guilty. They're still feeling a little bit guarded. Um, But after you push through that period of time, the relationship or the friendship can become so much more stronger because you've overcome something together and you've realized that you don't take that relationship for granted and that you really do want to continue working on it and pursuing that and that's exactly how it is with God you know you come to him and you say I'm so sorry I know I've done the wrong thing I know it's so hard for me to change I feel shame and guilt about all these things and he's gonna be upset and you're gonna feel that pinch of like oh yeah I have done the wrong thing I haven't been listening to you but if you keep surrendering that and keep showing him that you are upset or you are feeling guilty about your actions he's going to forgive you he's going to welcome you back into relationship with him and then you're going to build that relationship even stronger than it was before Um, he doesn't want guilt and shame he he just wants love he wants truth he wants you to surrender your life to him and live the way that he's taught you how to live you know he's given you that foundation of truth you already know what's right and wrong um, but it's it's your decision now to act upon that or not and if you're not surrendering your life to him you're always going to be feeling distant from him because you know what he wants you to do but you're choosing to not do that and it's like the parent who's asked you to do hang out the washing so many times you're avoiding them because you know if you if you come face to face with them that's going to be the first thing that they ask you and you haven't done it and so you're avoiding spending time with them but then that creates that distance in the relationship Versus if you if you go up to them and they're going to be like, have you done it? And you're like, no, they're going to be mad. Yeah, of course they are. But you're then going to be able to correct your actions or they're going to forgive you for not doing that action. And you're able to then build that relationship up from there. And it's out of love for them that you will try not to do that again in the future. You know, you've seen how much it hurts them in the first place. You're going to try not to do it again because you feel remorse for that. Um And I think, yeah, that's a sign that you want to rekindle that relationship is because you feel that guilt and remorse and you're aware of that versus someone who's living their life in sin and and doesn't care because they don't actually know God or they don't actually love God. They don't feel remorse about coming to God. They don't feel scared about coming to God because they don't care about his opinion. So the fact that you are scared of coming to God and surrendering your life to him shows that you actually do care about him and you do care about his opinion and you do know that it is the right opinion and that's why you're feeling that guilt and shame about what you're doing and he knows that he knows your heart and surrendering your life to him is going to completely clear all of that away but not instantly you're going to feel guilt and you're going to feel shame for a little bit but it's going to clear it all away and you're going to build that relationship with him over time just like you know the child and the parent rekindling after the child's done something disobedient it's exactly like that but coming back to that idea of you know that you're not actually in relationship with him and that you know he's become more distant from you i want to draw your attention to first corinthians 12 where it talks about the gifts of the spirit so these are gifts of the spirit that you get when you are in relationship with god and you have holy spirit living inside you And so this is Paul talking to the Corinthians. Um, So I guess I'll just read it out. It says, so this is 1 Corinthians 12. Now about the gifts of the spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. 
Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So it's saying that like if you have the Spirit of God in you, you wouldn't be compelled to say Jesus is cursed, just like someone who doesn't have Holy Spirit living within them wouldn't be compelled to say Jesus is Lord. Just doesn't make sense. So he said, there is different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. So now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. And now it starts to talk about the different types of gifts. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that same Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kind of tongues. To still another, the interpretation of tongues. All of these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So let me go through them again. These are gifts of the spirit, and I want to encourage you that if you're feeling distant from God, you feel like you don't have a relationship with God or that God has walked away and left you, I want to encourage you that if you have any single one of these gifts, Holy Spirit is still living inside of you. And so that means inherently you still have relationship with God. Okay, as as little as that may feel to you, it's a sign that you have relationship with God. So here is the gifts of the Spirit again. So wisdom, knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, miraculous powers, prophecy, distinguishing between spirits, so distinguishing whether it's Holy Spirit or a demonic spirit that's trying to compel you to do something, speaking in different tongues, interpreting tongues. Okay, so those are the different gifts of the Spirit. If you listen to that and recognize any one of those within you, that means that Holy Spirit is living within you and that you still have relationship with God, that God is still actively living within you, okay? Because like he said, it's impossible for you to say Jesus is Lord if you if you don't have Holy Spirit living within you, just as it is impossible to have any one of these gifts without Holy Spirit actually living within you. So that was from the NIV version. Let me read it from the message version because I feel like it's a little bit easier to understand. So same thing, 1 Corinthians 12. What I want to talk about now is the various ways God's spirit gets worked into our lives. This is complex and often misunderstood, but I want you to be informed and knowledgeable. Remember how you were when you didn't know God, led from one phony God to another, never knowing what you were doing, just doing it because everyone else did it. It's different in this life. God wants us to use our intelligence to seek to understand as well as we can. For instance, by using your heads, you know perfectly well that the Spirit of God would never prompt anyone to say, Jesus be damned, nor would anyone be inclined to say Jesus is master without the insight of the Holy Spirit. God's various gifts are handed out everywhere, but they all originate in God's Spirit. God's various ministries are carried out everywhere, but they all originate in God's Spirit. God's various expressions of power are in action everywhere, but God himself is behind it all. Each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets in on it. Everyone benefits. 
all kinds of things are handed out by the Spirit and to all kinds of people. The variety is wonderful. So the gifts are wise counsel, clear understanding, simple trust. And I kind of interpret that as like trusting in in God um, because it's linked with faith uh, in the NIV version. So like faith or trust in God, healing the sick, miraculous acts, proclamation, which is like prophecy, distinguishing between spirits, tongues and interpretations of tongues. So those are all the gifts Like I said, if you recognize any single one of them within yourself, then you have Holy Spirit living within you. And that means that you have relationship with God. So you may remember from me and Lachlan talking in our Intimacy with Christ podcast um, that one of the ways that you can develop more intimacy with God is by seeking seeking him and going to the secret place and just spending time with him and I really think that is a very very good place to start if you're having trouble hearing from him or you're having trouble with that relationship with him is dedicating some time half an hour an hour where you are alone in a room a safe place you know you're not going to be disturbed where you read his bible you read his word you're allowed to speak to you and then you just sit in his presence and yes you can pray about things but i'm i'm finding for myself as well that just sitting and just waiting to receive from him sometimes i hear more than if i'm praying about specific topics i think because when i'm praying about specific topics my mind then goes in a whirlwind of like what about this what about this what would i do in this situation what about this situation versus if I'm just sitting and I'm just waiting for him to speak to me, I've read my my words about the situation I'm going through. I'm just sitting back now, allowing him to speak to me, allowing him to give me a feeling. Maybe it's just a feeling that he's giving me. I'm really finding that's a much better way for me in this in this time period to have relationship with him. And so it's like the idea of like, are you always coming to God self-seeking and being like what can you give me what can you give me or are you coming to God just because you want relationship with him and and you just want to hear from him and you just want to spend time with him and I think if you're coming because of the latter reason you're much more likely to be able to sense him and his presence because if you're coming being like I want an answer to this I want an answer to this and he's not giving you that answer you feel like he's not there versus I'm just coming to spend time with you like you would go to a friend's house. There's no agenda. I just want to spend time with you. I want to be in relationship with you and let's just talk about whatever comes up. Let's just both share equally. Let's sit in each other's presence and and share that feeling and that peace within us, you know, and that's exactly how it should be with God and our relationship with God. So if you're finding it hard to hear from God and have that relationship with God, definitely try those things that I've mentioned in today's podcast. And like I said, I really want to encourage you that just because you can't hear his voice doesn't mean that you're out of relationship with him. Doesn't mean that he's walked away. He's stopped caring about you. He still lives within you. He still has relationship with you. And it's about putting aside that that guilt and shame and coming to him and surrendering and admitting your wrongs and your failures so that he can work with you on them. You know, you can't work with them on yourself. You really need him to help guide you and keep building that foundation of truth stronger and stronger in you so that you're able to act without coming to him every time you're able to act from what you know is right and true and having the strength to do that. You know, James 1 
verse 13 to 15. It says, temptation leads to desire and desire leads to sin. So the original temptation itself is enough to lead you to sin because it leads to desire of that thing. And then the desire is what leads to the sin. If you're breaking that temptation at the very beginning, you're not then sinning. So allowing him to build that foundation of truth in you to stop that temptation right when it comes. Um, And that's only going to come when you have that firm foundation that you can lean on, you know, and take this as a learning curve. Take this as a learning opportunity of him allowing you to become stronger because you're depending upon this foundation of truth and you're not coming to him to check everything you do is right all the time. You know what is right. He has already told you what is right. And he's saying, I've told you now it's time for you to go off and do what you know you need to do. He's giving you that freedom. You're the teenager now with the car keys who he's taught you how to drive and he's trusting you now to to drive the car the way that he's taught you to based on that foundation of knowledge, that foundation of truth. So take encouragement in these times. God still loves you. God still cares about you. He's still there with you. Just because you can't hear his voice doesn't mean he's not there. And spending time and coming to seek his presence and be with him without any agenda just for seeking his presence and seeking time with him is going to make a world of difference so I encourage you all in this time this crazy time take these moments of having less on your plate of less busyness take them as a blessing to spend more time with your family more time with friends more time with God and and building that connection and that hospitality for the people around you keep an eye out for your neighbors keep an eye out for the people that you love check in on them see if they're okay i'm sure if you're feeling the pinch of of isolation they are too and so really bonding together in community is going to be so so important for everyone and making it long-term sustainable guys making it long-term sustainable so that we can push through so thank you all for taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast i really really hope that you guys all continue well for the next week And I hope that today's message really touched you and really encouraged you that you are definitely not alone at all. So thank you again for listening and I hope to catch you all in next week's episode.